Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm the Easter Bunny. Yes. This is you what made we it. This is what I get to do after Easter. Mm-hmm. Delivered you, all of it. You them. made it. The Easter Bunny made it. Coronavirus does not mm-hmm. affect large egg and candy and gift delivering mm-hmm. bunnies. I had to get creative on some of my deliveries. Not as many baskets this year. Saw mm-hmm. some cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. Not as many jelly beans. Jelly beans make people a little bit icky right now. Too much touching. The um, part that you no, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I just grabbed a bunch of the bunny rabbits from the set of the favorite. <laughs> Essential and bunny. Scattered them about the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved. I loved those bunnies. They they're ancestors of mine. Yeah. They were happy-go-lucky bunnies. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're going to take a look at what life is like behind the scenes of a daily soap opera as we go all the way back to 1991 to discuss Soap Dish. Mm-hmm. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have tonight? I am finishing a bottle of Buffalo Trace because Brian Niles was kind enough to leave one on my doorstep today ah, and this is my mandalorian uh glass from keenan from Excellent. my set of star wars tumblers that he gave me and there is and this is the way mando the mandalorian <laughs> bobblehead if you're watching oh, in the it all comes together mm-hmm. it right all there. ties right together there. jim made me a new kind of belvedere tonight mm, using yeah. a little Ooh, rye a new belvedere. okay uh, so is it a port aged yeah it's port, a port, port it's dad's hat mm-hmm. um port barrel aged rye whiskey mm-hmm. so we're and calling this the port the port rye belvedere port, the port of belvedere yeah, the port of the port, port of, of belvedere. belvedere i like yeah. that <laughs> great name Keeping up the nautical theme for drinks, I am drinking Fisherman's Brew uh, American Amber Lager from Cape Ann Brewing Company in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Mm. I don't know what the rains were like um, in your neck of the woods today, but I started thinking that I'd be able to fish out of our front. (laughs) I mean, the animals have all been coming back, right? Like there's a hawk that has just started living in our neighborhood. We we see it every day. We have like a neighborhood hawk. He took down a bunny right in front of us the other day. Ooh, like, that's just, a little intense. It's, it was. It screamed apparently. Oh, there was a scream. If you okay. ever, it was like one of my it was one of my friends. It was very sad. A little bunny, <laughs> little bunny friend. But that, you know, oof. nature's happening, and it looks like we could fish out our front door today. Yes, we had very high winds, seventy miles an hour. I was, was not sure. Uh, we would have power. We have not had it, you know, besides the global pandemic in Commager's world, we've had power outages mm-hmm. recently. Yep. I'm sorry. Fun. I'm sorry we missed Thirsty Thursday. We were losing power on and off for two days last week. Awful. Yeah. Not good. Really? Yep. Just pile it on. Mm-hmm. Pile it on. Yep. Um, but that is uh, now that's we're it. looking at a film that's not piling it on. No, not no. a heavy it's just film. Enough. Not it's a just film enough. that's digging. Not a film that's going to dig deep here. It's perfect. It is week. a perfect quarantine movie. Uh, but before we get in the soap dish, mm. let's talk fact check from last week's Knives Out episode. Mm. Um, it's rare that I miss a pop culture story. As we know, I tend to pay attention to that. But I, in fact, had pride, no idea. We would say you pride yourself mm-hmm. on that. Yes. Cutting on the cutting it. Sometimes I just make up pop culture stories you because will I it. think I saw them somewhere. You sure. will it into existence. I do. Like when I had my Katie Holmes poster and Tom Cruise poster that were next to each other in 1999. And then lo and behold, they marry one another. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's their amazing. alien souls are joined. They mm-hmm. are. They made a baby. Mm-hmm. That's true. Baby. Uh, um, so Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus, of mm-hmm. course, Marta from Mm -hmm. Knives Out are in fact dating. Mm -hmm. They met on the set of Adrian Lin's. Now, Adrian Lin does some films you might know. um, Fatal Attraction. Oh, Indecent Proposal. Oh, I get those confused. Which is the one with Sharon um, Stone and the leg opening under the table. That's Basic Instinct. He also did um, Michael Douglas. What is that one? Mm -hmm. Yes. He also did. What's the one with um, Diane Lane and Richard Gere? Unfaithful. Oh, that's a good one. All right. So you can you can tell he kind of has a Wait, is Fatal Attraction? Who's in that? Uh, Michael Douglas and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Not not Meryl Streep. uh, Sorry. Glenn Close with the bunny. Right. right, right. Demi. Which one's Demi Moore? 
Demi Moore's indecent proposal with Robert Redford and Woody Harrelson. Okay. No, no, you're thinking of you're thinking of a movie they just did on how did this no. get made? Mm, with, no, no, with Michael Douglas. No, yeah. that's not indecent proposal. Okay, no, you're thinking, that's um um. Oh God! It's the one where she sexually assaults yeah, the guy. Assaults right, right. Disclosure. Disclosure. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. disclosure. Yeah. And um, yeah, they did that on how this can make. Yeah. Yes. It's bad shit. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so you get an idea. He, mm-hmm. This guy does erotic thrillers. So let me give you the description of this movie film script that breeds this idea. This is a relationship that's going to work. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. here we go. Um, a well to do husband, Ben Affleck, who allows his wife, Anna de Armas, to have a, to have affairs in order to avoid uh, to avoid divorce becomes the primary suspect when all his wife's former lovers begin to disappear. Hmm. Seems like an easy case to solve. But my bunny instinct says there's a twist. Yeah. Yes. So we will see. Perhaps Benoit Blanc could show up Ooh. to help uh-huh. solve the crime uh, that was supposed to come out in November. No idea when it will come out now due to coronavirus. Uh, of course, last week we were talking about mysteries and how Knives Out was inspired by TV mysteries. So I just wanted to help the people and I explored yes. where to find well some done. of the great mystery TV shows, well a.k.a. Murder, She Wrote. Uh-huh. which apparently is on a channel I've never heard of before. The Hallmark Movies and Mystery Channel. It's a great mm. channel. Um, don't know if anybody has that, but okay. apparently it's out there. Uh, how about Matlock? I love It's Matlock. on a network that I've Andy heard of Griffith. even less than the Hallmark Movie Channel. It is streaming on a channel that is known as the Family Entertainment Television mm. Network. Oh, yeah. Fat TV. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you know Fat. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay, I I didn't either. But here's the real, real steal because it's free. It's for all the people. It's out there. Katie can set up a Zoom with her mom, have a viewing party because Silk Stockings is free. Estes, Estes. On IMDb. Estes, 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 Estes. It rhymes with testes. I know. (laughs) Whatever or however you say it. Um, But just be aware that that is out there. Oh, that's exciting. A favorite of of Com Majors fans everywhere, of course. (laughs) Silk stalkings. And then finally, (laughs) Katie wanted to know if Shay Cooey. Louis. Uh, it's not Louis. Louis. I thought it was it's Shay not, Louis. It's not. I've, <laughs> and I've said it every time. Yes, it's not at all. Uh, was it's the not. same restaurant that was used in Chances Are. Oh, man. And the answer is no. In fact, I don't want to blow your mind here, yeah. but the <gasps> restaurant in Ferris Bueller was not a restaurant at all. The exterior was actually a house in, the in Washington, D.C. No, it was not. It was in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And the interior was filmed in L.A. But if you are so inclined, you can, in fact, go to Paolo's in Washington, D.C., which was the restaurant. You're, you missed her whole point. But but I right. I thought it was the house where Louis and Sybil Shepherd live in chances are was the restaurant, the well, front no, of okay. the restaurant. It's not, though. Paris. Okay. Oh, Either way. Not. All right. Either way. The, I'm uh, very Ferris excited. Ferris Bueller, Chicago, chances are Washington, D.C. I'm but, sorry that that's not, that that's not, I felt like that would have been perfect. <laughs> it it would have been great. It would have been perfect. It would have been great. Uh, it's time for the rundown. Before you hit the music, I'm super excited because my reference point for this film is that I heard about it when I was younger as my brother, one of my brother's favorite movies. Okay. Haven't seen it ever until this week. And my brother is viewing with us tonight. So, yeah. yeah. Doug Doug Thanks Doug, for if you have us. any, Doug. have any dynamite drop-ins, so feel free insights, to let us know. Yeah. Hit us with a chat. All right. I'm Seth Myers with your Soap Dish Rundown. Gidget is a real live Susan Lucci collecting daytime Emmys like souvenir keychains. She's America's sweetheart with a very red, luxurious apartment, much cash, and a married lover. 
Then a young Kathleen Turner slash Rebecca de Mornier slash I don't know the woman's name. Kathy Moriarty. Kathy <laughs> Moriarty. Her eyes on more screen time using her feminine wiles to manipulate a young Iron Man screenwriter to write Sally Fields right Producer. off the screen. The ex-flame and secret daughter that emerge from the shadows are straight out of a soap opera or a soap dish. Love it. Love it. You love almost it. had everything right. Yeah. Oh, that really Iron Man is, is a producer. Not a, he's certainly not, not a screenwriter. All right, that was close. And that I would say but who, is... So who writes? All right, we'll get into it. We'll get that into it. room we, of we idiots. Can... Yeah. So they're all writing they're stuff the that Whoopi's not yes. writing? Yeah. yeah the, yes. When she I would says, guess. I didn't write that? Yeah. I yes. always thought that then Robert was writing it. I well, see. he did, though. That's fair. There is a scene did, where he's, he's on the typewriter the writing the stuff. All right. So this film has everybody in it so many people everyone in it. is in this movie everybody is in this movie everybody uh, gets famous i mean it's not movie. everyone it's not everyone. everyone's in the movie jim all of the, the people I, you know who's not in this say, movie kathleen oh. turner or <laughs> rebecca de mornay yes jamie lee curtis no. oh she could have been good in this i thought yeah yeah we kept she wasn't. we kept thinking of all of the other people whose yes. names came who to mind would, who else would you have liked to have seen in this movie? well they're all the people that we confused kathy moriarty for okay. that's that's the name that i just couldn't i we're couldn't not come up with, with her name we're not going we mm, well he kept saying she looked more like jamie lee curtis no than i Kathleen certainly Turner. did not you did you did say that no i said I she looks like a blonde name. sigourney weaver Oh, I oh, can yeah. see that. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't. God Jamie damn it! Lee <laughs> All right, Jamie so... Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver do have a resemblance, though. <laughs> I, I guess. Okay, Brian, uh... <laughs> don't entertain these thoughts. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Soap dish. Okay, here we go. Yep. So it's a satire mm -hmm. on the soap world. Mm -hmm. It's 1991. Mm -hmm. Lots of people in this movie. This is, you know. The the world of the daily soap opera today is not what it used to be, but these are programs that used to be wildly successful. Mm -hmm. Every network, every major network had two or three of them a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even sure how many of them exist anymore other than General Hospital. I don't I, there's probably a couple other ones. Know, but days of our lives finally gone. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, I think that I was think... the one when I was in high school. I will. The... I will fact check next week how many soaps yeah, are left. Because I mean, some of them were like decades long, like oh, some absolutely. of the longest running shows on TV. Mm -hmm. And then ER came along. The Simpsons, please. The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Well, and then there was Law and Order, uh, Gunsmoke, yeah. Law and Order. Now Which is Law interesting, and Order right? But I feel like prior to that, the the soaps were the longest running. Well, the shows, soaps right? the soaps have the most episodes. Yeah, like that's almost impossible day. to touch because yeah. they run every day. But so this was soap opera world. You know, for us today in a modern context, I don't know. You know, probably a soap opera would not be what they would focus on. Mm -hmm. I don't think in this. Oh, it would be reality TV. It would be a reality TV. A scripted reality a, TV. Yeah, it's a scripted reality. But this makes a lot of sense because these shows used to be huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it really is, um, you know, a true satire poking fun of what the production would go into, what the actors would be like, an attempt to show you everything, um, in essence, kind of a behind the scenes approach. Well, yeah. I was asking if she's if the our main character, Sally Field, um, is supposed to be based on one particular one. So for me, I was thinking she's Susan Lucci because yeah, that's I would similar I number of daytime Emmys. Yeah. Um, similarly, sort of like America's sweetheart, ridiculous, you know, romantic situations on on and off the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that was my thought. Was like, is she, is she supposed to be based on Lucci? Yeah. And then I also thought it was interesting with her character. And why don't we just go into her character because she is <laughs> loving being in this movie. Is is my take on it? She gets to play this just probably the personification of what we would think of as a needy crazed for attention mm -hmm. actress. And she also playing in the background, you mentioned Gidget in your breakdown. Mm -hmm. She like the character was somebody who at a very young age was thrust into Hollywood and kind of grew up and probably had to sacrifice a life 
for that. And yeah. she plays that kind of neurotic um, character. I think great. Yep. Yeah. I think, no, I, I thought, I thought the acting, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought the acting was great. You know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, what's a movie trying to do and do they pull it off? This movie felt to me like it, it achieved all of the things that it was trying to achieve, right? Like that, that it does exactly what it sets out to do. You know, it, it finds that tone where it's comedic, but there's also, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know if I would say it's not like a laugh a minute movie. It's not drama, but it's, it's lighthearted. But then there's also some like, you know, feelings <laughs> there are feelings involved <laughs> all right I, let's let's get to the question that needs to be asked because everybody has been sitting at home being quarantined wanting to know the answer to this what did jim think about this movie oh i liked it Wow. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. This is I, uh, a great moment here. This I is, know, right? I wasn't really sure what was going to come of this. I, I, as I it, was watching it, I couldn't figure out what your take uh, on this was going to be. Are, are you done? Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> okay. I uh, really enjoyed it. I thought it reminded me a lot of something like Death to Smoochie that has like the, and you know, they both revolve around television production um, and sort of the like, um, kill or be killed mentality that a lot of entertainment people have to, you know, are perceived to to kind of have and take on in order to be successful, and and how ridiculous that can be. Um, and in this movie, is sort of like the soap spilled off the page and into their lives, right? Um, yeah, I I, I thought it was really funny, and and. You know, was uh was was good. Yeah, I had nothing to really complain about. Wow. So we we have I know this I know right, Brad? I'm like before my, we started I, watching goodbye, it. Everybody. I know, goodbye, we're done. We're done on. here. We're goodbye and good night. Before we started watching, Jim was like, I just really don't want to watch a bad movie. And I was like, But what if it's great? Yeah. But what if and it was. It was great. Um, we have a listener doing some some real time informing for us. So we do. Uh, we do. I don't know why it's not happening there. Um, oh, so Patty Costello tells us that uh, no question that our main character is based on Susan Lucci mm. and that currently there are about four active soap operas and they are still the, the standards. So it's still the bold and the beautiful. Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, and General Hospital. So, I mean, those are the same yeah. ones from when we were growing up, right? Like, that's, what, 30, 40 years? And I think, like, a lot of the same people are still on it. It's yeah. amazing. So, it's really, um, really incredible. So, I remember seeing this movie. This is one of those movies that was on HBO all the time. Mm -hmm. Back when we were probably 12, 13 foot. It was just one of those ones that they would. And we've seen a few other of those like uh, Roadhouse used to be on all the time and these other. But this was on all the time. So I had seen this, um, but not probably since then. So I, I had memories of some of the things that were going to be happening for you guys. This was both. Yeah, we had never seen time. it before seeing this movie yep. so what um what did you what was your first impression a I, few minutes into it i feel like i had seen bits and pieces of this at some point like i remember Whoopi's character and i rem i don't quite remember robert downey but i do remember like sally field and i remember their them being like in an office up above the studio studio um yeah um yeah i i i my first and i don't know what was so i'm trying to think so it, it does it open with awards night is that yes. first scene? It opens yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, yep first scene is the award night scene. and then she comes home from the awards night mm -hmm. and finds out that her lover has left yes and her married um, lover went back. Her to married lover yes. has left. And so from there, we, we see her on set the next day. And then we meet her writer. We meet Whoop. Well, we met Whoopi at the award. Yeah, I don't, I felt like it, It like you're kind of like immediately into the story, yeah. right? Um, Like I, I don't. It, well, it, it does. 
it does the soap opera thing very well, which is like, there's no depth. It's yeah. all feigned emotion. So like, yeah. you don't really need to care about any of that right away. Like she's over the top reacting to her, her boyfriend leaving. Um, and so like, it immediately sets the tone of like, this is a ridiculous person. This is going to be a somewhat ridiculous movie. You know, you're either in or out at that point. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does feel. It feels like you're watching a soap opera. Yeah, even the yeah. color palette. Like, yeah, d- yeah oh everything. yeah. I, yeah, I think there was a lot of subtle stuff in this mm-hmm. that I'm impressed with. That I'm not sure. I don't know if this is subtle because I find that he, Gary Marshall, particularly, all his movies feel like this, and this is the only one that I really love the way it feels because of what it's going for. Mm. Well. To be fair, Gary didn't direct this. Oh, oh he didn't? Interesting. He just acted in this. Okay. Oh, wow. Which which is interesting. And I, I thought we could bring it up because this is right around that pretty woman time period. Okay. Yeah. And it and has that I, same vibe. A little bit. vibe. But I, I think, and Katie brought this up, I think this does a better job than Pretty Woman or some of these other ones from the 90s that we've talked about, about picking a tone and staying with that yeah. tone and establishing that and, and running with it. It yeah. didn't try to do more than it should do. Yeah. And I actually, somebody had a conversation with me about Pretty Woman after they listened to us and they said, well, it's supposed to be a fairy tale. You got to understand that all this stuff. But I said, it didn't go enough into being a fairy tale. No, you this can't have rape clear. in a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. and and well, that's make what it... I mean. That's and, it. And but this was a soap opera. Yep. Within us, I mean the like right. the meta idea of what that yeah. is, and it never leaves that. It doesn't try to be. Yeah, if Pretty Woman is trying that. to be a fairy tale, it should see Enchanted with <gasps> Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey, mm-hmm. where yep. it's supposed to be like a fairy tale I that has exploded into. No, this is this is good because it, it's that idea, right? Of yeah. like. What if a fairy tale met New York, right? Like yeah. met New York City. What yeah. would that look like? And it's to me much, much better. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, I wanted to return to tone. Oh, so following that idea of like staying true to what it is. So we find out through the course of the film that the Sally Fields character, whose name I will not remember, um, when she was 19 oh. is... Oh, we have a clip. We have a clip. We have a clip. Let's, let's Play listen the clip to, and then we'll have She's going to tell you. She's going to tell you herself. Yeah. You can never kiss her. Of course I can kiss her. This is ridiculous. I can kiss who I want. No! You can't! You can't kiss her! Why? Because she's your niece? No, you nitwit! Because she's my daughter! And your daughter! What? What are you talking about? We're her parents. You and I, we're her mommy and her daddy. <laughs> so just set up and then I want Katie yeah. to talk no, about it. No, that's great. So, so so two things. So number one, the way the way that it does feel different than a soap opera is the acting. To me, like um, it plays the line well of like certain things being a little bit overacted. Yeah, right. But for, yes. the, for the most part, to me, like... That's where it's a little bit different than your other satires where like you do feel like, no, this is this is a real person. And these these things are really happening to her. Like this is her world, right? Like she lives in a soap opera. And then we find out that her actual life is also kind of a story from a soap opera. And so, you know, she had she had a baby with her co-star when she was a teenager. The show basically said, like, you can't be on this show pregnant. So she went away made for up, a few made, months and made up a sister made up a, a sister died. that died yeah. and let the grandmother raise the kid and so she became the auntie and kevin klein never finds out that that he has a daughter elizabeth Shue. um and so this all comes out in a very soap opera way on the set um and i thought for a minute i was like okay so now is it gonna go to that really like heartfelt place where like the characters are going to change and like they're going to become like higher versions of themselves no 
It doesn't. No. Like, I love the scene with Sally Field and Elizabeth Shue where Sally Field is like, baby, like, you know, like this, I was just trying to do my best for you. And Elizabeth Shue's like, I've heard this speech before. This was on the episode where, you know, this thing happened. And I like, I, I loved that so much because it was like this moment where you're like, oh, okay. So this is going to get very like, you know, serious and lovey. No, no, no. This actress is still just like pulling lines from <laughs> episodes of her show. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing no real about, emotion happening there. And then later in the movie, she, Sally Field, begins <laughs> to try to coach Kevin Klein and they run it as a scene. Yep, like right, rehearsing. Right. All right. You got to go talk to Elizabeth Shue. Let's play this out. How are you going to do this? Yep. What are you going to what's the blocking? The surface level stuff. There's just subtle elements in this movie that they do. For example, I completely forgot Carrie Fisher's in it. Yes. But they completely oh, go at the idea of the casting couch and everything like that. Yep. But they make it be a woman instead of a man. Mm -hmm. And she plays it great. Only complaint. I wish the waiter had been played by Richard Grieco. Oh, he would have been great in this. Been, he would have been great I did recognize this guy, though. What else Con has this guy Con been Costas in? Mandalore from the show Picket Fences. Uh, yes, did you ever watch Picket I Fences? Sure did. He was, yeah, I sure did. I sure did. One of the deputies. Very good. Yep, yeah, and Carrie totally. Fisher's making him take his shirt off. Mm -hmm. and, and then later we find out has also made him take his pants off. Yeah, she yeah. is mm -hmm. getting redressed when uh, Elizabeth yes. Shue bursts into the, into the... Yeah, my brother was room. able to to quote that line like, well i'm a bitch she says yeah. like hi i'm i'm so and so uh, i'm an, an actress. actress she says i'm so and so a bitch yeah <laughs> every so I, good. what i loved about this movie in many ways is all the casting i don't think anyone is miscast you know like every person who's in it is willing and knows what they're in which I like. And that's a problem sometimes with films. Like it, I feel like tonally, if you don't kind of know what you're in, one person's playing it one way and the other, everybody is playing this for what it is. And it's fantastic. Well, who so did you guys love the most I, in this. Who, who jumps out at you? Besides Kathy and the I, So I, I, so, so I, did, I, did, I did immediately notice her. So <laughs> I saw her name in the credits. I was like, oh, Kathy and Jemmy is in this. She was great. Um, I really do love Kevin Klein in this movie. Yeah. I do. I was so excited when he showed up. Also, Death of a Salesman is one of my favorite plays. So when he shows up as Willie, Willie Loman in a, yeah, in a, what, like a steakhouse theater yeah if that i'm not what, sure like with the neon lights like when i think of a dinner theater i'm still thinking of a place where like there's a stage and then folks are kind of set back and yeah. at tables where this seems like it was a diner where they had like thrown a some sort of a stage into the center of the restaurant yeah, it was it was more like Florida, a was he like, like was a like copa like God. nightclub it, like, was, it was amazing like, that it was like a wannabe copacabana kind of nightclub and right people Brian? kept calling him mr loman yeah, oh, yeah mr oh, loman yeah. stop <laughs> calling me mr loman on the, on his dressing room mirror it just says agony like he just <laughs> yeah. oh it's so good like i just i loved his character the kind of like you know angry had well, been he, actor yeah, because he got so he gets thrown off the show um and they have to bring him back because the mm -hmm. subplot of this because they had to have a little plot which i i give him credit was minimal they didn't push it that much but the idea was that robert downey jr who's the producer here um wants to sleep with um kathy Moriarty. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, she needs Sally Field kicked off the show. And the way they realize they're going to do this is by bringing Rod Randall back. But Rod Randall we have was a clip. killed. We have so a clip. This, is, this is the epitome of soap operas. How do you bring somebody back from the dead? And this clip was amazing. <laughs> Rod Randall is back from the dead? How yeah. dumb is this? The man was killed in 1973 in an auto accident. So he wasn't killed. He was maimed. We give him reconstructive surgery. What are you talking about? The guy was decapitated. I looked it up. 
He was on his way to the Yukon in a pink convertible to see his brother, who's an ex-con named Francis, when a tractor trailer came along and decapitated him. You know what that means. It means he doesn't have a head. How am I supposed to write for a guy that doesn't have a head? He's got no lips, no vocal cords. What do you want me to do? They froze the head. Where, where they put it on ice. They put it back on in a precedent-setting two-day operation. You know, oh. it's like, will you use your imagination? Oh, he doesn't have a head! <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. And the other thing I wanted to mention the other night is that Robert Downey Jr. is playing with remote control cars. He's like yes, building a remote control through. car at that moment. So there's a few things that this movie does that I think are just really smart and they and make the movie still work. And so, so we see a few themes of um, power, you know, like different ways that power plays out. And so one of them is the, like the, the dynamic of like the sexual power, right? And so Jim already talked about how you get this role of like Carrie Fisher as the casting agent who's the, the female um, using her power to like sleep with the actors basically and yeah. then casting yeah. them in that way. Um, similarly, Kathy Moriarty is the you know the blonde bombshell actress right the the bodacious nurse who shows up in these little white nurse costumes out of the uh, Halloween outlet pamphlets right yes um but in a little bit of a flipped script situation where like she is manipulating Robert Downey Jr. right, right where right. like what we would expect is the opposite well and- this is very soap opery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but I appreciate that. You know, in a time where we've watched so many movies that are still like yeah. trying to make a message, but there, it's like the if something gets the wires get crossed, right? Yeah. Like you get where the satire is and what the point yeah. <laughs> that they're making is, and it still lands, right? Well, like it, it still works. And oh, those, yeah. those soap operas were loaded with like the femme fatale, like evil woman versus the good woman like yeah the good guys and the bad guys on soap operas are typically not the men i mean there are good and bad yeah, men more, but well, but, but they're, they're the female characters are more the 100 sure. yeah but i and i also liked that in 1991 we have a film that's saying like listen there's this thing that happens when like female actresses get older where all of a sudden you know, we're turning her into a grandma, an auntie, <laughs> a, a murderess. The we're like, putting was, a turban on her, uh, right? I was hoping Jim was going to wear a turban tonight. <laughs> I don't have a turban. Too bad. So I just thought like it it, it hit the, all of those notes perfectly. Mm. Where I was. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I just think like so true satire, right? Where it's like it's using comedy to make a point, right? To, to deliver a message. And I think that this movie does it perfectly. I was surprised how undated this film. Felt. Yeah, I was. I mean, there was definitely elements of it within that time period that felt a little dated. But I was really concerned, having enjoyed it. I knew it was fun and I liked it and I liked the performance. I just remember that through the years. But it was also 1991, you know, a kind of um, a medium that is not as popular as it is today you know what's it gonna feel like watching it and it was still i think humorous relevant it felt like it could have been what happens behind the scenes of a movie or a tv show still today yeah mm-hmm. well and i thought even so with Whoopi's character I, I really liked Whoopi in this movie too i felt like her acting was spot on. Um, so she very much is like the truth teller, the, you know, the leveler. Or like she's the one that keeps Sally Fields in check, right? Like brings her yeah. back to reality, keeps her happy, does all of the things. And when she walks into that room, that's all white men sitting at a table. And she's like, oh, yeah. I wasn't invited to this this meeting. Right. Like that's convenient. Uh Again, I was like, 1991, like that the, that idiots. message yeah. is yeah. still valid. <laughs> and they were calling it, you know, a long time before a lot of other movies were. Do, do you think that she is the cookie lady? The cookie lady? Mrs. Fields? Sally Fields? Is it just a, is it just a field? Yeah. There's only <laughs> one field. field. Are That's you okay. really? 
You're going to nitpick with me over a letter S. Are you upset? I, I can't no, remember whole name right. people's whole names, impressed. and you're going to be upset about the letter S. I really just wanted to make the joke about the cookie place. All right. I do, uh, I do okay. like, I like those, those like cookies. cookies. Were made, they were good cookies. Would, no, they were not. They would make people oh, sick all the yeah. time. Oh, My roommate did get those. sick I, on Everybody got sick because they were never really cooked. Do you remember? Yeah. I walked oh, into my room disgusting. one night and there was a Pepto-Bismol like stain <laughs> croaking. on my floor, on my blue carpet. Mm. And it was because of a cookie cake puking yeah. incident. Ew. Red, red icing. Mm. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Mrs. Hideous. Patty Costello agrees. Yeah. Whoopi is great. Whoopi. I think I, and genuinely, I like, we liked Sister Act and everything. I enjoyed her. I thought she was better in this movie. This feels oh, like better. more I, yeah, I, I solid know. acting, right? Like, yeah, I just thought it, I don't know if it was the material. I, I don't know. Maybe it was some, less no, it's of her. Different. She wasn't carrying. It is I don't different, know. Bri. Like Sister Act is fun. It's a fun movie. But like th this movie felt good. <laughs> this, this is a <laughs> this is a no, good is. movie. This is a, a, a very rewatchable movie. Yeah. And again, I was really concerned maybe for about a minute or two turning it back on and they're at the award show and i th i thought it was still good but i was like it's kind of one of those things you're like it, was this the right movie to go with when we picked these sometimes people had a pretty positive reaction to it like mm -hmm. when we put it out there mm -hmm. so people had good feeling but as we know doing this show there's a lot of these movies that people had good feelings or memories about hadn't seen it in 15 or 20 mm -hmm. years <laughs> right. and then we go back and we're like wow this was was not what we thought yeah and, and this, this wasn't one of those at all yeah and it is sort of at the end of that era right this is sort of the end of Again, like it, it feels in line with Pretty Woman. It's a, I think it's a much better film. Um, but it's not a '90s movie. This is like an '80s. No. Hang no, I would on, agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I keep coming back to Sally and all the things I love about her in this movie. Oh, yo, go, the go on. I I love when so before so the audience doesn't know that Elizabeth Shue is her daughter. Right. right. Like we we just we think it's her niece. We think she, it's her niece and that the niece dropped out of college and Sally Field is not OK with this because the, she's like a daughter to her, doesn't want her to follow in her footsteps, doesn't want her to be an actress. And then her ex flame, Kevin Klein, mm -hmm. starts dating her niece. And that's what we think it is. Right. Where like he, now he's preying on the younger girl and there's jealousy and weirdness um, and so she follows them on their date to his apartment and has this hysterical interaction with the doorman while whilst wearing the turban that she was furious that she was uh, dressed in for the show. Now she's wearing it by choice, <laughs> which I loved. And so I love that it feels like the choices she makes are like, are scripted mm -hmm. right they're like right out of well, like yeah. so what would you do if you got there and like there's a doorman at the door and you feel like you can't just go in you would climb you would climb the fire escape <laughs> right right and then right and then like outside on the ledge because that's what a that's what an average human would do in that sort <laughs> of a scenario right and so then we get this scene where she's like hanging off of the gutter right and like she's used her she's unraveled her turban and it's like holding her on to the fire escape and Kevin Klein comes out to rescue her. Like, I just I loved that scene. I felt like it was tongue in cheek as to like, you know, if you grew up on a soap opera, how would it frame your like everyday yeah. yes. decisions? <laughs> oh, I, I think right? absolutely. And I also thought that that is going back to what Jim, you were saying, like transitioning from those like 80s into 90s movies where like gag humor was used. I feel like 80s movies had more gag kind of like we're going to fall, we're going to slip stuff. Then the 90s started to turn more into that. So mid to late 90s, early 2000, were kind of like this dumb and dumber something about Mary, like yeah. gross yeah. humor. But this didn't use a lot of gags. And Katie, I thought you brought this up at the beginning. This is not a ton of laugh out loud funny. It just creates a mood that's funny, mm -hmm. like an environment. So there's not a lot of gags, which I appreciate because this could have easily turned into like gag humor type thing. And they don't. And when they do use it with like the falling gutter, 
it's just enough. Yep. Yeah. It's it really is just yeah. enough. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was like subtle and just enough was that there there's this sort of like lineup of like people who are making a like looking for their power play, right? Mm-hmm. So like Terry Hatcher. You know, or is, is is it Terry Hatcher or Terry Hatcher's boobs? As Aileen brought up in this movie, uh-huh. should they? It's always the her way, boobs. By by the way, Aileen, who who knows less people than Katie in terms of names or anything, mm-hmm. right? All these people are in it. I'm like, oh, Sally Fields in it, but the movie's going on. Doesn't know any. Oh, it's Terry Hatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Only because Aileen say... was obsessed with Dean Kane and Lois and Clark. So yeah. in this movie. Totally appropriate for Terry Hatcher yes. and Kathy Moriarty to be dressed in ridiculous nurse costumes right. for yep, their boobs absolutely. to be on display, right? Like totally appropriate, still less creepy than the Jennifer Connelly treatment in Rocketeer. Yeah. A the, children's film. So the, uh, I just need to point that out. The only thing I thought this this movie could have used is maybe either right after the, well, maybe not right after, but right before the opening sequence would be a like three minute scene of seeing how the three female characters are represented on the show because that piece is slightly confusing as far as like who What's she is. It's clear okay. that she is the, the, the top dog. Yeah. But then like to know where Kathy Moriarty and by the end of the movie, you, you get the feeling of like where they kind of stand, but it would have been nice to see an actual scene of the show kind of play out before you start forming any kind of conceptions about who they are. Would you have liked to seen a 10 to 15 minute opening sequence of their experience in Catholic school that led them to being no. a soap opera? No, and I, I think you get enough information, right? So you get the conversation with Whoopi where she basically says to Kathy Moriarty, like, you're doing better acting now than you've ever done on the show. And so you get the idea yeah, that like she's that, on the yep. show because she's got she's a buxom blonde right like that's that is her role on the show it is not because she can act mm-hmm. uh and then you get the like headshots out in the lobby where like she's not there and terry hatcher's not there right. and so they're clearly like minor minor cast members and sally mm-hmm. fields has been the leading lady for decades yes and they're you know trying to i think you get enough i think you okay. like i don't know I, if but you i need more, than more. i i i listen what i could have used and this movie is lean it, you know it's about an hour 90 minutes like 30 minutes it's 90 minutes total good i could have used more clips i agree with jim just of them in the show i yeah. loved when they were doing some of those things like the the goofy like that i would love the set work love those i oh. loved the sets, the sets. i loved them about, talking about gary marshall talking about them moving to the islands oh, the islands and, the and the a music? soup kitchen. give us the music the hundred oh my the god music. the soup kitchen the hundred thousand dollar waves or whatever yeah, yeah, you yeah. say and here and the music playing throughout oh, in so the background good. here is Is the the theme uh, that even the soundtrack? Alan Silvestri, um, who would go on to do the score for the Avengers movies, actually did this, which is interesting. And a slight Mission Impossible fact: mm. he um, actually scored the entire first movie and then was fired by Brian De Palma because he Brian De Palma hated it so much. Mm. But he did this, and it was even the score was a like soap opera score it for fit, the film. It fits yeah. perfectly. And the, I don't know. The, the, I don't the agree. Soup kitchen. Oh, oh really? You didn't feel, you, really? I, I think it fits with like the island theme, but it didn't. Evo- it didn't make me feel like I was watching overly dramatic soaps. Mm. Like their soundtracks are not like that. They're not like peppy and like they're like syrupy. Mm. like emotional okay, like but so pieces. that's so that's okay but is it even so is that song, that a little yeah, bit? yeah I, so is that supposed to be that's to me that's not supposed to be the like song of the soap opera i know that's the song of the film well those are two different things yeah i know i this, i don't the i didn't the soap opera was close though i think jim's right it wasn't far off from that yeah i just didn't i didn't think this this theme like fit the show very well the mm. movie Okay. Very well. Right. I don't know. Hey, um, I will continue to express 
my love for late 1980s, early <laughs> 1990s Robert Downey Jr. Of course, starting with the amazing Emil Ardolino film, Chances Are, followed up with such films as Soap Dish or um, many others. I'm trying that, that I can't, can't remember. remember that are so but important to your life. Heart and Soul remember. with Kara Sedgwick and Charles Grodin, another great one. He unfortunately is probably under influence of a lot of narcotics as he was during this time period. But he is he and Kevin Klein, Sally Field and Whoopi amazing without say. But then, man, Kevin Klein, who I always forget how much I love. And then Robert Downey Jr. in like these kind of comedic, you know, role type of things because he's gone on to be Iron Man. But they're just they're so good in this movie. Mm -hmm. And he's doing some. he has to be, I guess you would say the villainy like character. I guess the big villain's supposed to be Kathy Moriarty, kind of if you did yeah. it. But Robert Downey Jr. continues to work that plot and he's kind of sneaky. He's in more scenes than I even remembered. I remembered mm-hmm. him being in it, didn't re- remember him having a sequence with almost everybody. Uh, you know, with Kevin Klein when he goes to the show and he's like, oh, no, you're great. You're amazing. Don't worry about it. Oh and then God. he has the great scene with Whoopi. I mean, he's just and in all of this. What is Kevin Klein wearing in that scene in his dressing room? It's it is to so, keep his shirt tucked in. I know, but I've never seen that. Neither so women, either. we had those bodysuit sort of things <laughs> in the 90s. It was like a onesie for grownups, right? Where like it oh, literally right. yeah, did yeah. snap in your crotch. Like you had That's snaps. Hilarious. In your crotch, it was a shirt that connected to your underwear. I have never seen such a thing for men. And I, I think his looks make his looks makeshift. It, did. it, didn't look it was like a it t-shirt was... with a piece of black fabric yeah. from the front of the shirt to the back. Well, he was wearing Fantastic. like a fake gut too, right? Like that yeah. was the thing. He, yeah. So it was like I loved was every minute Probably of to it. Keep it I all loved together. every minute of Cal- Kevin Klein in this movie. Uh, even I, I loved the insight that you get that moment into his apartment. Oh, yeah. Where every single room now he's just moved. He's just moved back <laughs> oh, to New York. It's him. Every room of the apartment has one of his posters yeah. in it. You, you, oh, fantastic. The funniest thing is that like when you really start to think about his character, his character was uh, a soap opera star For in, like the, in the 70s. In the, in the 70s. early 70s. And he got fired and he's been doing show well, we can only assume Crappy. he's been doing dinner theater couldn't be making a living on it for since that for since then 20 years and he comes back to being a soap star like nothing ever it's, happened it's and he like, he's like walks in like he's gonna be time out. an oscar winner like oh he, i love it the white where suit. he says i've been a working actor for oh whatever i love says. it i love i love him i love his character he's reading variety on like the first day of shooting again he's he's got the yeah. variety and yeah do you know he I, 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 I think it was inside the actor studio. He was on one time and I was watching it and he said they were like, well, how do you prepare for a character? He goes, the first thing I do is grow a lot of facial hair. And then I just start cutting some of it back until I realize how much facial hair my character should have in this oh movie. God, and, he's always, and sometimes it's no facial hair. <laughs> he is. He is I mean, do you know who he's married to, by the way? Mm-hmm. Phoebe Cates. Oh, of. I, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I fame. really love him. I want to. I want to see him in more things. Yeah, Katie immediately asked me, like, what like, has he where, been in recently? He and been? Well, he's kind I of will, missing. Well, he's. I mean, I don't want to say super, but he. You know, he's he works, older but, than you would think. Yeah, but yeah. no, well, I mean, I he's fact, not. He's not in that. a lot. We looked him up fact on check. IMDb. It's not. He's yeah, been voices. Yeah. He's been doing more voice work than. Well, face he work. the last major thing he was in. I think I looked up was. The live action Beauty and the Beast, he was Maurice. Oh, yeah. So. Yes. And I didn't Which see is that. not an no, insignificant cool. part, but it's not a big part in that yeah. movie. He had a run there for a while, though, where he was in a lot Wild of stuff. Wild West? Well, that might have been where he decided. It feels maybe like I don't the 90s, though. Like, yeah. I feel like it he was, had a run was. in the it 90s. Was late, and then... It was late 80s. A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. yeah. I uh, miss he was him. I miss you, stuff. Kevin Klein. We love you, Come Kevin back. Klein. We love you. Come be on our show. Welcome on the show whenever you want. And How much facial hair would you have we'll to do, be on the we'll show? We'll do a whole Kevin Klein series. You come we on would. the show. We'll watch all of your movies. Watch I will Kevin not Klein's... watch Wild Wild West or whatever. We'll watch, we're not watching We that. will watch Wild Wild West. Whoa. Yes, we will. No, we're not going to watch all Wild right. Wild West. Soap Dish. Everybody should watch it. What, what did should. we watch it on? What was on? Um, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Soap it's Dish. It's there for you. Yeah. It's, oh, wait. We have to add. 
the, the final thing that made this a soap opera was the ridiculous twist at the end. Oh, yeah. Jim, can you give us the twist? Play the clip. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? I missed it. Oh, here it is. Soap opera. Doctor. A second opinion. This is Dr. Franz Blau of the Sex Change Clinic in <laughs> Bethesda, Maryland. Thank you. Dr. Randall, after extensive investigation, I've come to the conclusion that it's virtually impossible for you to have impregnated your nurse, Montana Moorhead, because before she came to our little clinic, she was Milton Moorhead of Syosset, Long Island. Hello. 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 Okay. So this is the only piece that doesn't age well, right? right? We're like, oh... The transphobic, transphobia, yeah, yeah. A little nature. Bit. Of, I didn't, not, I did. I was worried. I didn't think it was as. This bad is as way worse than. Be. By the way, for a similar time period, this is way worse than um, Buffalo Bill. Oh, we we didn't yeah, think. Yeah, Buffalo we talked. We didn't think Buffalo Bill was bad. I know. I'm just we saying about that. Hundred percent. No, I, I thought this was got away with it more than if it was a serious film because it was so maybe. It, but, I, I mean, that, but then they show Robert Downey the, Jr. The worst having, like, thing. No, like yeah, she's, she, is, she loses her yeah, career. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I immediately texted my two brothers saying like, okay, so the only thing that doesn't age well. <laughs> also, not the folks we should be using for our LGBTQ kind of barometer. Oh, stop. <laughs> they were... <laughs> They don't even remember that part. I don't think. I'm sure they don't. Well, but that's the thing, right? With like the movies that we love is yeah. we remember the parts that we love. Um, and so this does, this happens at the end. And I feel like even just when Brian said the twist, I was thinking the twist of Sally Fields being like yeah, the, the, the donor. Yeah, yeah. The, I, yes. I, I, oh, forgot. I forgot. Like I already that, forgot yeah. that this well, happened. That's what I mean, I feel like that's, but I feel like that was something that a, a soap opera at that time was of do. the time absolutely yeah. i do want to say two things before we move on one i was delighted and surprised by the twist that she was the daughter i oh, okay. didn't see that coming yeah and i thought it was well done yeah. and two i thought it was genius to have them play out who's going to stay on the show is like a live, live. broadcast yeah so that all this craziness makes sense um, sure. and, and it feels right. Like it doesn't, it feels like something that Gary Marshall's character and Robert Downey Jr. would do, um, Agreed. let them have this live moment and it allows for what we just saw to happen yeah. and not be. Out, yeah, it you know. makes sense. Yeah. And shout out to Elizabeth Shue. And, wh and who I love. what you mentioned though, is another like real life reference satire of, you know, what happened when. Women who were not married, who were teenagers, got pregnant. Yeah. And that was one of the things, right? Where, like, you make them disappear for a few months and pretend like oh, that baby never happened. Yeah, Absolutely. But, I mean, that... but in real life, too, right? Like, that was, that's oh, yeah, a thing that happened. Mad Men did that. That part of I season. think most of our families have a story like that from <laughs> oh. not that long ago. I, really? Oh, most yeah, of yeah. Us, should, should we... No, I, that's, that is much week? more common than I think anybody wants to talk about is like women in the 19 mid early 1900s. Like you, you just because women weren't having yeah, yeah. abortions, right? They yeah. were having oh, a... they were having babies and then the baby was raised by another family member as their sibling that's our next, cousin. That's our next podcast. That's there you where go. we're going. We're going to go mm -hmm. deep. Yeah. All right. Time for game of the week. All right. Here we go. Game of the week. Uh, this week we're doing um, 80, late 80s, early 90s comedy slash fun mm -hmm. films. Uh, we're playing Own It. One and Done or Skip It. And the three movies are going to be movies we've done recently. Soap Dish from tonight, of course. Sister Act mm. or The Princess Bride. Mm. This Jim, is the easiest game I'm you've gonna, ever created. I'm going to agree with you on this. This already. is the easiest one you've ever done. All right, let's do it together because we're going to say the same thing. Okay, own, right, it, own it, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. 
one, one and done, done soap, soap dish, dish skip, skip it, it sister act. act. All yeah. right. This is usually the game that causes conflict. Yeah. Well, and I, I still want everybody to watch Sister Act. But if I we don't. had to choose between those three movies. <laughs> you, Jim, doesn't want you to watch that. <laughs> I do. Um, There's weird mob stuff with Harvey Keitel. It's great. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's better than Pretty Woman. <laughs> it's good. Oh, oh, I think that's it. We all agree with that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That this movie is better than Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. Sister Act is better than Pretty Woman is what I was saying. <laughs> oh, this movie okay. is absolutely better than Pretty Woman. Yeah. I think I'll go along with you, though. Having Soap Dish, I feel like I wouldn't need to own. I feel like that's a movie that should be played on like TNT more frequently. Yeah. They should recirculate this movie yep. back into that rotation. Play this that is a movie, movie. This is a movie that you could turn on for like five or 10 minutes mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I like that. Yep, that but this is a movie that I feel like I would keep watching. It would be one of those films where, like, if yes, you, you like, wouldn't be able to turn it ran off. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Keep yeah, you it. wouldn't be able to turn it off. Yeah, Princess Bride, I think, is probably a must own. I purchased the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. We are still attempting to get the Criterion Collection to sponsor us. As not, not <laughs> though, we had some great news. Our our ad revenue is really increasing. Oh, Brian, let me tell you where we're at currently. We are currently sitting at $5.72. Right. All it. of that quarantine listening that you are doing yeah. is really paying it's off. It's really paying off. We're doing multiple episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, I've purchased more phones <laughs> in order to do this. Now, you might be sitting home and saying, how is it cost effective to purchase a phone it's not. to listen to it? Shut up. Nothing has ever been about cost. I am working working on the uh, Silicon Valley model of investing. You put a lot of money up front, (laughs) middle out, very, with very little return. I like it. Uh, Yeah. So I agree with you guys the same. Uh, All right. It's time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the (laughs) internet? All right, five questions this week. And Katie, our dog, our dog is attacking someone, someone or something. Okay, (laughs) Katie is answering. Someone may or may not have just been killed by a dog. Oh, my God. It's a combination of Knives Out and a soap opera. Really only get to their calves at, at best. I love it. All right, here we go. Five questions. First, as always, our thumbs up or thumbs down question. Katie, are you a thumbs up or thumbs down person on soap operas? I'm a thumbs down on them. Did Uh, you ever like them? I never really got into them. When I was a kid, I would sneak into the room where my grandmother, my Nana, was watching them. She watched them every day. Uh, And she lived in our house. And so, like, there was easy access to soap operas. Okay. So I was like, I hustle on them from a young age. Okay. They never grabbed me. No, no. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, the puppy has joined the pup, us. The puppers is here. Um, yeah, so no, I never got it. I never got into the thing. I myself enjoyed um, to watch General Hospital. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, also, I would like to add that um, whichever one was on before that, I'm not sure which was on before, um, General Hospital it used to be on before ABC uh, was where I first saw a very young Nathan Fillion mm. before oh, he went on well, to be, of course, in Firefly, whichever it? show had Susan Lucci in it. He was. Mm. in. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like yeah. I said, we didn't even know they were still on. So, yep. uh, all right. Question two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a better Gary Marshall movie? OK, he is an actor in Soap Dish mm-hmm. or the director of Pretty Woman. Uh, absolutely soap dish. Not even, not even a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like more people to take the challenge to do what we've done in the last couple of months, which is look at both of those mm-hmm. films and then come back and tell us soap dish is not the better. Take movie. off your nostalgia glasses, take them off, because I know that's the reason that you love Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. and watch it with your 2020 quarantine glasses. You're gonna look at it differently. <laughs> 
I just, I straight up, I think it's more enjoyable. I, it, I there's yeah. no question in my mind that if people were honest, they would enjoy Soap Dish as a better film. Yep. All right, here we go. Fill in the blank question. Question three here. If my life was turned into a soap opera, the title of the show would be Not Enough Sand. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, monkeys and bears, oh my. I don't know. I was thinking about like the sands of time. I would uh, I would like for my soap opera to be set on a beach, like okay. the one in Soap Dish. With a soup kitchen. Okay. Sure. With a, That's actually with a, a perfect kitchen. scenario for me. It's like, feel okay about living on the island by taking care of the folks that are less fortunate. I love that idea. By the way, um, it was an island with only Caucasian people. Yeah, would you yeah. have been stabbed by a mute... I don't with know. The machete. With the machete. I mean, if that's what it takes for me Giant to live knife. the high life, I'm sure. All my children. Uh, that was children. that Patty was the one that. Uh, okay. Susan All right. Was Thank on. you. Perfect. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I have a hard time with I, that. Okay. Uh, by the way, Katie set up a beach in their house the other day. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Best beach ever. You, not you can't a go drop, to Florida. Not one grain of sand. We did actually anywhere. have magic oh, sand. What's it called? Kinetic, kinetic sand. sand. We had kinetic uh, sand, Brian. I don't mind kinetic sand. Yeah. I can deal with kinetic we may, sand. We I made them use cookie sand. trays so that it wouldn't actually get on the floor. <laughs> I can't deal with real sand. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Awful. I hear you. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, question four. What's your favorite Kevin Klein movie? So I think this is it. I was going back through the history and there, I do love him and I, I remember him in Dave and I in, love that's mine. That's well, so, but, but I was going to say like, though I haven't seen that since it came out. So 20, 30 years. What is that? 1990s. Yeah, and also? I know a lot of people love the big chill. Never saw it. And yeah, that's something I, we, we I love. I did like life is a house. I loved the anniversary party, but these are all movies that I haven't yeah. revisited in so long. Is he so, the dad in life is a house? I, that stars Guster. Yeah, well, well, Guster, lots of Guster songs in mm-hmm. that movie yep. and stars uh, Hayden Christensen as the son. I, oh, yeah. I would love to revisit some Kevin Klein films because yeah. I really do enjoy him. And I don't know if I've rewatched any of his films except Midsummer's Night, Midsummer right. Night's Dream, which mm-hmm. he's excellent in. I, I, uh, he was also in a film with Katie's favorite actress, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. <gasps> My film. A film called January Man, which oh, also starred... Alan Rickman, believe it or not. So, so many connections to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves there. <laughs> so many. I love Dave, though. Dave, Dave is great. Oh, I would so, love to rewatch Dave. Movie. Yeah. Dave is so good. Maybe that could be our election 2020 Ooh, movie. I like it. For November, we could watch Dave. I like it. Uh, and finally, deep thoughts question. Mm-hmm. If you were a character on a soap opera, how would your character die? Yeah, I would be that old bitty like in Knives Out. Like that's going to be me. I'm going to be the like 105-year-old matriarch that's been on the show for 80 <laughs> years. I have been on it as a teenager, a, you know, peppy young college all of it. I've lived on it forever. Every, I am going to outlive every other character on that show. And then I will be gardening in my yard and have a heart attack. That's gardening. It. Yeah. Gardening. I want to be gardening at 105. Are you kidding? What else am I going to do when I'm 105? Maybe I'll be on my yoga mat. Just I will be in there. the garden on my yoga mat. Yeah, and then I'm just going to like keel over. 105. Right. That's it. I love it. Boom. I love it. Doug says in and out. Doug. Oh, that's oh, the, Kevin, I've never seen yeah. that one. That's Oh, you never saw it. I don't think so. I don't think What's I've seen that it one? either. What's that about? Oh, that's a really good one too. Um, Kevin Klein is a drama teacher no. and he is outed by Matt Dillon when Matt Dillon wins the Oscar. Cause remember that's what no. Tom Hanks had done to his acting <gasps> teacher. No, he did when not. He won for, when he won for Philadelphia. No. And it was based on a comedy and Joan Cusack plays the fiance. Oh, no, I've never Kevin seen this. Oh, I didn't know any so of this information. Good. You've just blown my mind. Us. I can't believe you have. That's your homework. You got to watch in and out. All right. It's a great Wait, movie. There's no fucking homework. Where we did I, not. Where do I watch this? I don't know. We got to right, find, we'll find it. Rent it. it. I mean, I do it. love Joan Cousin. Uh, Tom Selleck is in it. Dear Lord. Yes. I've got to watch this. We've got to find I it. I can't believe it's on. It's on Prime Video. I don't know. This is happening, Jim. All right. You have got to watch that movie. It's such a good movie. Uh, As always, feel free to like, share, subscribe, 
maybe write a review. Yeah, write nice. a review. That would be nice. Like our Facebook page if you haven't. Yeah. We're doing um, are we doing Thirsty Thursday? Thir- Thirsty Matt Thursday is Damon back. Is we were in the movie. We were, yeah, we were struck down Sorry. by power outage last week. So this Thirsty Thursday, we're talking about favorite sitcoms. We've picked three amazing episodes that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. The dinner party episode from The Office, mm-hmm. uh, peer pressure from um, Arrested Development, and All the Way Home. Matt Dillon, Scrubs. not Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, I said Matt Doug. Dillon. I was, <laughs> no, I was, not Doug. You are my brother. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I think I was right. Oh, that's great, Matt um, But yes, join us Thursday night. We're talking sitcoms. Uh, feel free as always to leave us a uh, audio message. Yeah, uh, just record it. Uh, you can do it as something as simple as record it on your voice memo app on your iPhone, and email it to commajors. Mm-hmm at gmail.com uh, and we will be back uh, Thursday is always fun I'm picking some more great music for us to listen to oh, on Thursday no Lord. please don't cannot wait I think we should and too. speaking of music wait. we should we should key up our next movie because it is very music heavy yes tell us what do we Jim has selected a fantastic the movie next movie us. we are watching uh, a week from today we're going with baby driver which is yes I, I can't even describe what this it, it's basically an actiony heist movie crime thriller I'm so crime thriller um yeah. but the role that music plays in this movie is unlike anything you've ever seen I kept um, confusing it with the um, the Kevin Hart movie that has to do something with a taxi dri- drive drive along. I don't what? know I don't know I don't know every time somebody talked Have about Baby Driver I was like movie? the Kevin Hart movie I know I've not seen this I, I don't I'm very excited. Um, Yep, it's gonna you're going to like it. Kev, I know. Kevin Hart. I, love it. I can tell you, Kevin Hart is definitely not in the movie. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. To the benefit of the movie. Um, and uh, that's it. That's all we all got. Right. That's all we got. Bye, everybody. Adios. Adios. See ya. Adios.